It's the Saturday Friends Club. Hello, Saturday Friendsters. How are you today? We've uh, we've gotten some caffeine. We've uh, gotten some sugar. We had a big old big old bear claw. Yeah, the way that you're supposed to. Hey, it's the third show over here at the Saturday Friends Club, uh, where we go ahead and talk about nostalgic things and have a good time with one another. I am Josh. You are Sabrina. I mean, when you say third show, that's going to make people think this is the third episode. No, I mean, we do these in batches of three. But what if they're a brand Sabrina. new? What if they're a brand new listener and you just fucking confuse them? What if they've never understood how podcasts are recorded uh, or thought about the infrastructure of the things they consume? Right. They have no eyes. Not so. everybody <laughs> records three episodes in a row like we do. All right. I, in, in Josh's defense, I think that that's clear that like three is at a streak and not our third episode ever. Yeah, uh, not I, they if you're would, a brand new listener. They would see if, but it, how would they? Anyway, whatever. There is a, there is <laughs> an RSS feed. They did find this at some point. Are, are the new listeners gone yet? <laughs> <laughs> yes, What's the, your power move? <laughs> the, over there is Mags. Hi, Eric's here. I'm here, and uh, we're here. Uh, do, does anybody else want to know about the details? Uh, I record this podcast at 128 kilobits. Uh, let's see. <laughs> he is a uh, he is a human male, uh, indeterminate age. We re- actually record this out of a college radio station. So on true. Planet Earth, uh, the the unfashionable end of the western spiral arm of the Milky Way galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for I the understand aliens, that reference. I guess that is important. Yeah. Oh shit! We know where they are now. Send death ray. Destroy them with dark. Destroy Dartmouth. the Saturday Friends Club. <laughs> We got this communique, and we decided we didn't like it, and we didn't want to. We we we're the reason Earth was destroyed. Yeah, that's the reason that they gave us one star. Remember, like, so you remember? <laughs> you remember in the movie? There are there are one one star review online. It's aliens. I also it's like also in that movie Contact when like the alien transmission comes back in, and it's they broadcast back like the picture of Hitler that was like one of the first messages broadcast into space. It's like that, but it's like they're just going to send back audio recordings of us, like, yucking it up. (laughs) It's going to be like, who's this guy that's really into Sonic? What's a Sonic? What's an OC? It's like, oh, let me teach you. We better just destroy the Earth, to be sure. (laughs) All right. Well, it's Eric's choice this week. I I felt it was appropriate that our little, like, opening vocal bumper was a a British accent. It's almost like I chose that for you. Do that thing there. I see. I, I'm I'm trying to look out for us and make things interesting. So our 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 British tilt this week. What do you have for us? I have brought the 2000 to 2004 British comedy series Black Books. What is Black Books? Black Books. I'll, I shall read the little page here. Is a British sitcom created by Dylan Moran and Gra- uh, uh, Graham Linham. I guess how you say it. It was broadcast on Channel Four, running from the, for three series from 2000 to 2004. Starring Dylan Moran, Bill Bailey, and Tamsin Grieg. Uh, the series is set in the eponymous London bookshop and follows the lives of its owners, Bernard Black, his assistant, Manny Bianco, and their friend, Fran Katzenjammer, which is German for uh, for Hangover. Yeah. And why did you start watching this? Uh, I actually don't remember where I heard about this show, but I just remember watching it, especially the first episode is very strong. And I just oh, were... for a pilot, it's kind of amazing. Yes, and so I, I just remember watching this like, okay, this is amazing, and I just you know, I watched it, and it was like I think I, this was, had to have been sometime around college. Um, it's from the same era as a previous episode, Garth Marenghi's Dark Place, but um, yeah, I just remember seeing it at some point. Maybe someone showed it to me, or someone referenced it online, and I was like, I should check this out. And uh, yeah, it's extremely funny, and you all should watch it. 
Uh, d- have any of the rest of us seen it? This was my first go. Oh, uh, yes. Um, uh, a, a British friend of mine, um, with a very dark sense of humor, recommended this <laughs> to me. Um, and she did me a great favor. And yeah, I've seen the whole thing, and then occasionally, uh, went from there. I saw the whole thing, and then I went and watched all of Bill Bailey's stand-up that's available on YouTube. And yeah. that's that's a that's a journey I can absolutely one hundred percent recommend to you, dear listeners. Um, Bill Bailey is a very funny man, and he's very musically talented. And so you get like good gags, and then good musical gags, which is like. And, yeah. and if I remember correctly, Bill was also like one of his other well-known roles was like the roommate in Shaun of the Dead. Uh, is that Bill? That is no, no. I'm wrong. No, it's but like no. That's the Cornette trilogy. Oh, that's the but same like, guy well, that's in Hot Fuzz. But, but like every character in this show has also been in one of the Cornetto trilogy right. movies. Um, Dylan Moran is in uh, Shaun of the Dead. No, that was the one I was. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. No, Bill Billy is the guy with the beard and the receding hair. Mm-hmm. Oh, they still keep telling him that he has wonderful hair, though, which I appreciate. <laughs> it's nice when your friends can get behind you. You have wonderful hair, by the way. I guess. Oh. It's gorgeous. Uh, oh, man. Yeah, this, this show is... They do compliment each other a lot, especially in the first episode, which but, I like. Very sarcastically, but still. Oh, no. Well, like, they compliment... Uh, or maybe it was the third episode where they compliment Fran's dress, where she's, like, obviously dressed up for a date. Yes. The... And then on one of them, like, Bernard is like, oh, oh, well, he'll, you know, like... It is a nice dress. About, yeah. And then, like, the second part of that episode, like, Bill. Or, I guess, Manny, technically. Anyway, but... <laughs> so, oh, sh- man. Shall we go ahead and pull out some books? Shall we get some red wine? Shall we s- strike up a Did cigarette? smoke a pack of cigarettes. Stick it up your ass. Yeah, shall we uh, go ahead and delve down deep into the recesses of a bookstore of black books? What, what would that even be like called? Is, is, that, is that a particular like type of jazz or? Uh, it's like I don't know. I have no idea. It's I I, I like the theme for it. It's a little, this little. It kind of reminds me of the theme from True Blood for some reason. It's kind of a downbeat, kind of jazzy folk kind of thing. But yeah, That's black what? books, black books. Um. So the episodes, like I the, again, like we usually slow bossa nova. We are usually very lazy and we just read sections of Wikipedia. But the one the article for this is very scattered. It's not very good reading. So I will just have to. We will just have to do this uh, the old-fashioned way. Uh, we watched episodes one, three, and five of just all the first season. Uh, it's not because I think the rest of the series wasn't worth watching. It's just like these three episodes, I always stick out. Like if I ever recommend this show, it's like, yeah, just watch these. Yeah. This show's amazing. Also, I want to say Erica was a champ in being able to choose these last minute when we had to essentially on Thursday go, oh, shoot, we need a replacement. Yep. And then thankfully, uh, I think all of season one is on YouTube and it is just. Black Books used to also be on Netflix. I don't know if it still yeah. is. You, you can uh, find it. But that's how I definitely watched it. Yeah, it's not like Garth Marenghi, where it's honestly kind of hard to find. Uh, that is also on YouTube, though, thankfully. But yeah, Black Books, you can you can find it. It is good. Um, and yeah, so yeah, the first episode, we, well, you, do we just want to go episode by episode? Or I, I guess I can, yeah, summarize, that, I can summarize it a little bit more. Or uh, also, we could just delve a little bit into the characters a bit more if you wanted. Yeah, so it takes place, like, it's <laughs> called Black Books. That's the name of the store, because uh, Dylan Moran's character's name is Bernard Black. And so... He's this like misanthropic, like chain smoking, alcoholic asshole 
who runs like a used bookstore in London, and it's about his adventures. And um, he gets he he gets this kind of this this kind of goofy idiot to be his assistant. Uh, and then next door is a like gift shop sold by run by uh, Fran, who's a the, or the third main character, who is just a fantastic character. I love her. He's amazing. So Fran, <laughs> Fran is definitely spirit animal material. Um, but yeah, so it's basically it's like a sitcom revolving around his like shitty little like London used bookstore, and then kind of the things that go on in his life. Uh, I'd say the only bad thing about the series is the laugh track. But oh, yeah, it's not it's not too bad. But anyway, uh, so yeah, Bernard Black is just this. Guy. He's incredibly sarcastic and dry, and he's like if you if you ever listened to Dylan Moran stand up, it's it's you know very similar. He's he's it's he's doing a very kind of Seinfeld thing where he's just kind of playing a like played up version of himself. I did kind of feel that, yeah. Um, and yeah, it's just it's parts that get real zany. It's really funny. Um, yeah. Well, let's start with episode one. So basically, he has in his bookstore. He yes. is uh, on the phone. Somebody <laughs> asked to buy some like was, classic Dickens. What? It said this whole bit in the beginning. He's in his bookstore, and the guy's like, "How much for?" Yeah, he's asking to buy these these leather bound collected works of Dickens, and then he kind of like gets annoyed with the guy. And he says like, "Well, what like what are you offering?" He's like, "Like it's forty pounds." He's like, "Are they leather bound pounds?" Like, well, no, because I need leather bound pounds to go with my wallet next and like <laughs> rings the bell. And so he's, he's clear off the bat. Like he's just like a terrible actual shop owner and is just constantly uh, taking the piss out of his customers. I mean, to be fair, that guy was kind of douchey too, because he was like, are they real leather bound books? Cause I need them to match my leather, my leather bound pull- hair. Yeah, oh, absolutely. This show takes a very dim view of the public in general. It's got this like sarcastic sort of pessimistic wit to it that like, it's very British. Oh, yeah. No, and, like, I generally don't like shows about people I can't stand. But you know? The, like, I can't watch The Office, for instance, the secondhand. Like, I guess part of it is, like, the secondhand embarrassment, and there is no there is no secondhand embarrassment, and there's no shame in this. Yes. it's Like, it's, they're unabashedly what they are. Yeah, but they're, they're, like, they're, like, awful, but they're also, like, endear- very endearing, I would say. Like, I like Bernard. He's one of those characters, like, as much as you hate to admit it, you probably relate to him, like, at least some of the time. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. He's the, he's the kind of like the fantasy about you, someone who works in retail, and if like if you had like perfect leeway and the wit and kind of comedic timing, just totally destroy your your idiot customers. Yeah. We were kind of dis- discussing like the magical scenario where you could have a sh- it's where you could have a shop and you know not actually care yes. about what happens <laughs> in just, it. Like, just you not know, give a shit about making money. You know the clerks of the world. Yes. Man, this is like um, this is like to even mention clerks in the context of the show <laughs> is insulting. Um, but anyway. it's almost as if it came to me, and I knew it would be a perfect dig at you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, um, but anyway, so the first episode is yeah, they, they establish early on that he's just a total dick to his customers, and um, uh, this guy runs in and is like frantically like, I need, I want to buy the little book of calm, which I looked up is actually real. Wow. And, and Bernard is like, is is you know, is making fun of him, and he's like moving really slowly, like, oh, oh, is it this? And it's like a book that's like the history of screaming. Like, no, no, a little book of calm, a little book of calm. And it picks up another book, and it's like the book of war. It's like just, it's just tanks with, tanks. An, with an exclamation point. <laughs> and he's like, oh, a little book, yeah, that's it. And he's like, oh, it'll be two fifty. And he's like, oh, and he's like, like he gives it to him. And he's like, oh, let me write your receipt. Oh, no, 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 hold on. And he's like, oh, the machine's broken. I'll write you one by hand. Little book of. <laughs> He's just, you know, clearly, and so, like, the, the guy buys the book, and he's just like, I hate my job, and runs out, and then I, my, my favorite lines the entire show is, he just goes like, 
he watches uh, who, who later reveals the uh, his future assistant Manny. And he goes, "What a strange man!" And like gets up and pulls out a megaphone and goes, "All right, everyone, out of my shop! Like, out of my shop, you time wasting bastards!" Just and starts like gets one him. of these like telescoping brooms and just like starts going to town. I on demand him. better service. We'll demand away. Get the hell out of my shop. <laughs> so he kicks it like because he wants to go. He needs to go meet with his accountant. Um, and then so he goes and he talks to his uh, the the shop next door owned by Fran, and which is like again that's like one of my favorite scenes the entire show is. He walks in and she's she like Fran is this kind of like dotty kind of like woman who works the sh- like the gift shop next door and she's pulling out these like these weird like purple orbs with like, with like spikes and stands and she's like she's she's got this new order of clearly things to sell. It she, looks like a piping bag tip glued on the side of it. <laughs> yeah, but she can't figure out what they are, so she's like talking into them and like sniffing it and like can't figure out what it is. And Bernard walks in, and every time he, she's got like a bead curtain over the door, and every time Bernard walks in, he goes like freaks out, and like comes in, and yeah, yeah. And so he he, uh, he gets her to cover the shop for a while. So he goes the the, the beginning of the, the story is he goes to meet with his accountant because Bernard is so like lazy and he doesn't have anything to do with any actual business and finances. So he's trying to get his accountant is trying to get him to like keep up his filing system so he can do his taxes. Oh, but his accountant also turns out to be some sort of like guy that the feds are after yeah, like immediately like he's being chased by the feds and he gets chased out of his he office. gets a phone call he starts shredding stuff and then books it out the window yeah as the cops like come like breaking down the door and so the episode the, the episode is like bernard trying to like get the wherewithal together to do his own taxes yeah i'm trying to think of like how many of these because a lot of these are just like situational comedy bits like yeah. I'm, I'm almost wondering at this point like how much of this do we actually want to say since it's it's we, yeah. we end up like Situate going through a lot of the jokes because of the situation. Yeah, no, it's, I know. I'm just <laughs> saying, like, it's him trying to do his taxes, and, and it's at the very end, it's not really resolved. But the the big one it is, is it is resolved. Well, but like, I mean, he's not like he's not like improved his life really. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah no, like the plot point is resolved, but the characters have not changed or grown. Yeah, uh, Manny goes from having a, an accountant job he hates to wo- living and working with Bernard, which uh, brings to him no joy. Well, he, uh, he, Manny gets fired. Like he's at his job, and like. He gets fired, and then he accidentally he drops the little book of calm in his like in his like cup of soup, and accidentally swallows it, and then like he's in the hospital, and the doctor is uh, Martin Freeman, and mm-hmm. before he was big, and he says like at first he thinks he only has like days to live, and then the doctor's like, it's miraculous, but you seem to absorb the little book of calm under your body, and they cut back to Manny, and he's like suddenly content looking, and there's like a spotlight on him, so he has like a halo, so he becomes Jesus there temporarily for a bit, and. But the, the gist of it is, like, he, he developed, by, by eating the little book of calm, he developed this new uh, perspective on life. But he is fired from his job, so he goes to work for Bernard. And that's that's kind of the setup for the entire show, is that uh, Manny is this kind of, like, klutzy idiot, but he now, he's, like, Bernard's assistant. Yeah, and he becomes, like, even worse as the series <laughs> goes on. Like, the first episode is like, okay, this guy seems mildly competent. And by like the fifth episode, he is completely unhinged. Yeah, he is eating. He's drinking absinthe and eating bees. Yeah, um, just so, a little bit. So it's it's a sitcom. So they've got these kind of plot lines that interwork, and there's lots of like snappy conversation and wordplay. Yeah, the, the it establishes the characters pretty well. I think the cigarette bit at the very end was the, yeah, the best. The final, the, yeah. like the the ending bit is at the very end. Uh, oh, no, don't spoil it. Oh uh, yeah, okay, yeah, just watch. Yeah. I say everyone if you're listening, just watch the first episode of this show. It's so good. Yeah, it's it's a For first a pilot. It's unusually strong. Yeah, yes. I would say if there was any of these to watch, the pilot is likely the one to do it. Because that's the like when 
when Fran is like, so Bernard, have you figured out your taxes? And he's like, well, have you got to do your receipts? Like, yes, yeah, so I've turned them into this smart suit. And he like walks on <laughs> and he's like, mm-hmm. so he's like taped all the receipts into a jacket. And I will, I will say with the first episode, like it started off a little slow for us, but it found its way to kick off pretty much after the... Manny swallowed the book. Yeah. After <laughs> Manny swallowed the book, it was one of those things of like, oh, this is really picking up in a fun way. I also like the bird's solution is that he's going to injure himself such oh, that God. he's exempt from doing taxes. So like, yeah. Oh, don't come on. We can't. I, I just love the bit where he's trying to like hammer a nail into his hand and he's like, he can't both hold his hand down, hold the nail, and hold the hammer. So he's like <laughs> trying to balance the nail, then grab the hammer, but it goes to keep falling over. So he's just a little physical comedy bit. It uh, is. There are some skinheads. It's really funny. Yeah. Uh, let's see. The third episode is uh, the third episode is the uh, the 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 genesis of it is that Bird is being asked to house sit for his friend. Oh yes, the wine episode. Yeah, it's it called the Grapes of Wrath, and uh, the wine episode. So he, like he um. He, like they're they're uh, they're like a their apartment above the store is filthy, so they hire this this creepy cleaner. Filthy. I don't I don't even know how to describe him. Filthy. He has the ability to like appear and reappear off on on camera, and it freaks Bernard is like thoroughly freaked out. So the guy says like, why don't you go find somewhere else to stay while I clean your apartment? And so he agrees to house sit for this this rich friend of his who has this big house. And the genesis of the is, is like okay, so he, he has like a wine cellar, and he says. You can have any of this wine over here, and it's like this big rack. Like that's all. Have as much as you want. Don't drink these ten bottles. And there's like these ten bottles laid out in this like nice platform. And he's like, these are you know like hundred year old bottles, and I'm I'm presenting one of these to the Pope at the end of the month. <laughs> and and so of course Manny and Bird start drinking, and then they pull out like Manny fucks it up, and he like he goes, don't drink any of these, and he points to the giant rack, totally off limits, can't even touch them. We can drink these 10 bottles here. <laughs> so of course they grab like the bottle and they start, I love the bit where they open it and it's just them like having these totally stupid, like drunk conversations. And there's like a ticker in the corner that's showing you how much, like how many pounds. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so and like and later they're, they're, they've been just drinking all night from this incredibly expensive bottle at the very end. And he's like, you know, it's funny. I looked it up and this, this book says this bottle is worth 7,000 pounds. Manny, there's no possible way. It seems very odd. I mean, it wouldn't it make would have made some sense that we would have been drinking from the other. Uh, yes, the clean, expensive one. Hold I, on a second. I love. I love their like their fucking drunk conversation. He's just like, he's looking. He's looking into the glass of wine. He's like, look, oh, the colors of the rainbow. Well, well yellow. Um, he's like, he's like looking into the eye of a duck, drinking, <laughs> drinking all the liquid out of the beak. <laughs> Yeah, uh... <laughs> the the comedic timing of a lot of their of their like their dialogue is really good. Now, granted, the, there is I'm the a, I'm a prostitute robot from the future. There is the the a pretty standard like um plot in this one where uh, what's the what's her name again? Fran. Fran. Fran ends up going out on a date uh, with a guy who ends up being gay. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's very, yeah, it's, it's yeah. very of its time. Well, come back to the 90s slash thousands. I, I do like yeah. Fran's, Fran's attempts to like, she's like, I'm not going to say anything embarrassing. And of course, she's just like, keeps messing it up. Yeah. But yeah. um, but yeah, the very, they, then they, of course, they have to, they drink this bottle of wine. They realize it's, they just like, well, let's just like fill, let's just fill the bottle again with cheap wine. And they look, they have this like book on wine and they look up like all of the, the tasting <laughs> notes, the tasting notes and accents. There's like, it's got an oaky finish. Oak and like. So they they have this like Frankenstein parody where Bernard is like going slowly insane and it, it's like there's a storm outside, so there's lightning, 
And he's, he's like, they, they would call me mad if they saw what I was doing now as he's, like, funneling stuff back into this bottle. And, like, Manny has injured his knee and also bit his, like, like his, in, like, like uh, damaged one of his teeth. So he's, like, hunched over and talking like Igor. Mm-hmm. He's like, what else do you need? Like, give me more of the oak leaves and vanilla. Like, what do we got for vanilla? Uh, ice cream, yes. And this he's putting... And so they, they, Eric, yeah. I think it's telling that you say Igor because that pretty much means Igor. you watch Frank, Young Frankenstein. I, yeah, speaking of, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, and they, and they they have a great bit. I I, I love the end with the newspaper. <laughs> yeah, that yep. was pretty funny. That um, is, hey, it's my birthday. <laughs> you see this? It's my birthday on Saturday. And uh, the last the last episode is number five. Um, I don't know what the title is, but the this episode is the uh, that Manny has left the door. Uh, the big lockout, and and this is where Manny has like left the door open, and they were burgled. So they get this expensive alarm system and giant like metal door on the front, and, and there's the door installation guy who is Nick Frost. Yep, uh, and, and Simon Pegg appears later in the series. So nice. Every there are only twelve actors in yes. all of Britain. <laughs> yes, and they're all pass they're, them around, but they're all magical creatures, so we love them. Oh yes, and like this bit is like one of the strangest and great like bits in this show is the like the guy's like okay. Now remember, he's like you hit zero five to arm it and then to unarm it, like to disarm it. You three nine nine six. He's like explain the code, and then Manny is like, is like not is like kind of not paying attention. He like look closely, and he's got like a little figurine of a soccer player in his hair, and it's like and it's like weirding him out. And he's like, did you get all that? Oh yeah 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 yeah, I got all that. And so like he's completely forgotten the code to disarm the lock, and then later he's like, why didn't you pay attention? Like. There was a little man in his hair. I got distracted. <laughs> what? what is the the entire like conversation that he has like through insane. the door. Yes, they, <laughs> they keep talking. Like... They keep talking through the door, but it's soundproof. So they're just like, oh, and Manny is just, on... like completely terrible in his communication through the door because <laughs> his first note when he figures out what happens is he walks over to the table, writes down a note, comes over, and it just says, "Oh no!" I, like, he's like, <laughs> yeah, he writes, that's his he's second like, note. He, like, he the first one is, "I think I've locked yeah, you out." Have I locked you out? And Bird's like, "Yes!" Yeah, and, and he runs back and writes and comes back. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> um, so the plot is like. Like Manny has accidentally locked himself in the shop, and Bernard is locked out, and so he's like stuck on the street, and Manny is stuck inside where there's no food, and so he finds this. And like... Bernard and Fran had meant to have a night in where <laughs> they drink a bottle of absinthe, right? So and all... so instead, Manny drinks this. He yeah, well, he finds an SAS survival manual, and it says oh. drink plenty of liquids, and so he's like, oh, perfect. And he pulls up like the bottle of absinthe. And uh, no, that's right. And then Fran is like, she runs into a college friend who has like a deep voice. Fran. And he's in, he's also um, he's in one of the Cornetto movies. He's he's in a bunch of stuff. Uh, and she is so entranced by the sound of his voice that uh, it, <laughs> she's <laughs> going to listen to. She's the, kind of manipulative yeah. and like she's, not a nice person. She's going to listen to the shipping weather report. Yeah, he reads he the reads shipping like, forecast shipping for forecast. like on like late night radio, and uh, and she is uh, affected by it in certain ways. Um, <laughs> maybe to the point of having him finish later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> Bernard is like stuck on the street, and then he tries to go watch a movie, and like. But it's the movie can- is canceled. So he's just sitting there staring at the blank screen for like for two, two hours. hours. Uh, and then he tries to go, he, he, but it's super cold. So he, you know, he, also, he so he's out doing stuff, and Manny is stuck inside, and he's like going crazy because he's just drinking straight absinthe all night. Uh, and he's like, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's like roasting bees over like a spit made out of incense. Uh, and then yeah, the very end, they find like in the morning they get the the lock open. 
and it's uh, well only because they got burgled. Yes. They get yeah, burgled the burglars again. stole the security system. Yes. <laughs> yep. Um so uh it's it the show is ridiculous. The characters are really funny. They're all like neurotic like misanthropic people in their own way, but they're all so delightfully British. Mm-hmm. Very it's British. a very good show. It is. Um, yeah. I was gonna. I was trying to look up uh what other roles I'd seen uh the actress playing Fran in, and so I just looked up Fran Katzenjammer, and I'd like you to know that there are one hundred works on the archive of our own with tagged with Fran. So if you want more Black Books content, there is apparently still an active community, and additionally, yeah, the last. There was one post, well, one posted this year, but like some several posted in December of last year. On top, on top of this, the uh, Black Books Wikia is incredibly thorough. <laughs> and there's oh, some God. people out there. No, it's beautiful. This is beautiful. Is, is no this shame. fan fiction? I don't. I didn't. I didn't read through any of the fan oh, fiction. Of course it is. Uh, there was. Oh, that's what Archive of Our Own is. Um, Boy. Uh, but but the, the Wikia is actually like incredibly thorough and like very clearly a, a labor of love by somebody, by several somebody, by like one psycho. Like the show and there is... were two two on the the page okay. of the Frank Hansen Dreamer. There were two uh, people cited at the bottom as people who had worked with it most, which is a function of Wikia. And, and it, this show only has eighteen episodes. Eighteen Just... episodes, and the Fran the, the the nif- the article for the Nifty Gifty, <laughs> the name of Fran's yes. shop. Is like has four subheadings that are all completely fleshed out. Jesus, uh, <laughs> there's a kind of fandom I think that is attracted to these kinds of shows. Like that, yeah, no, this is lovely and beautiful, and like I'm so happy that people are enjoying this. You know, and I, like I'm not gonna sit go and go and read through all of that wikia. I'm gonna dig through it a little bit later. But like, oh, God, have a nice it's such a good show. It, it is, and like you know what, I'll I'll let those people have their fun. That's 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 a that's that's beautiful. It does feel like to me, though. Though yes, it is a good series. I feel like there's also a measure of self harm and adoring it. Tell us more about Sonic, Josh. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, let's see. Uh, no! We can go ahead no! and go through the game series. I will throw your own wedding invitation at you. <laughs> there are sharp corners on it. Um, yeah, it's made a pretty sturdy card stock. Nice, yeah. You could probably maybe do some damage. Yeah. So yeah, black books. I, yeah, again, <laughs> this, like, I know. This is another. This is another just fucking like everyone high fiving me specifically for my good taste. Um, but yeah, this show is good. Yeah, think, good. Good job making hard choices over there. Yeah, I, like this was a tough one. Woo. <laughs> to well, do it was black a last books. minute pick. Well, so like yeah, like I, I feel like I've been like my last couple of picks have all had to be last minute. I have a, just for the Shadowy Friends of listeners, I have some. I have a curated list of the most quality movies and shows that we are going to do eventually once we are not pressed for time. I so. feel like I needed some sort of like that pompous like and you will know how good my taste is. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, you picked black books. Well, so I mean, this, this and you also, also picked cool as ice. But this and yeah, but he didn't make okay. me watch that. Okay. This and Screw on Head were also like were last yeah. minute picks because I knew they were short and very sweet. Yeah, I, actually, I will say the one that probably was the roughest was probably Ripping Yarns that didn't hold up as well. Sorry to say, I uh, I think you're very wrong, but okay. Yeah. Um. This, but yeah, so Black Books is quite good. It's one of those ones like it, it does not overstay its welcome. Uh, the show is very snappy. I, I really like it. Yeah. Even the parts that are slow or they're they're British slow, so they're fun. And uh, yeah, it's really good. Yeah, seems fun. I'm not sure we would probably continue much more, but if we were in a point where it's just like, eh, we're bored. Oh, look, it's on YouTube. And eh, why not? Let's hit a button. I think I, I, I've watched, I, I have not watched all of it. I can't remember. I think I watched a bunch of it when I first discovered it. 
Um, but yeah, the three episodes I picked are like my three favorite, and then it's like they're just all so good. Oh yeah, no. When I worked the, I, I watched this when I worked the night shift, and like when you have a night shift hotel job, you watch a lot of TV or you <laughs> die, uh, <laughs> or you they die. shoot you. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's or maybe a lot of reading or they like pump whatever. Gas into the room. <laughs> are um, you watching TV? Okay, are you, you are live. you awake? Are you awake? Yeah. Um. But yeah, no. I watched. I chewed through all of it. It's very good. If you like have that little voice in you that you know hates other people and takes good joy in insulting other people and seeing bad people suffer then like black books is right up your alley if you like dry british humor this is like smoking and wine and a measure of narcissism it feels oh absolutely it feels also more like modern british humor it's not like it's not like an old it's not like monty python or something no and it's not like faulty towers yeah it's not like that like british stuck up just like oh i'm going to Infer this something. feels like early millennial humor. Yes, it's it's of its time. And like what? Thing. That was no. It was just a very satisfying that both of you could yes. at the same time. Yes. <laughs> um. It was yeah. Like and like there were some elements of it that were very like very indicative of the time because this was like this came out in two thousand. So they mean they were writing this in the nineties. So. Yeah. No. I think like it has a lot of that sort of like that very British. Uh, uh, this is a thought I had a while ago, and I'm definitely gonna try to sell for y'all. Uh, but like that, uh, that like in uh, for for Britain in like the sixties and seventies, a lot of the so there was a lot of feeling, especially for youth, of having gone from being like a world power to like this sort of like destroyed husk without anything important going on. And yeah, so that's... like a lot of humor and a lot of like culture, like like you have to understand that to understand where it's coming from. And I feel like that feeling is here in black books, and I feel like that's also apparent in like especially U.S. millennial culture because we've gone from being like a world power to like also now being the bad guys. Well, like, we, we live in hell world now. Yeah, so like you know, sitting there, that's a different place than like sitting in like 1999 America or like 1987 yeah. America or whatever. Mm-hmm. I feel like this. I, I think this hits like a. It's. I think this is a similar in kind of like tone, maybe not tone, but I don't know. Like the idea is similar to. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. They're not that like terrible, but the idea is like they are patently terrible, but also like self-defeating and ridiculous yes and they're usually only terrible to people who deserve it right they, they mostly just they mostly just make each other miserable right they drink to excess they smoke to excess you know like that's all those sort of like themes i think that are very like uh common and like memes and other pieces of millennial culture and uh josh is writing something down go ahead no Keep i talking. was okay all right well i just will fill space I, I was wondering if this is a gag no you were, okay this is this is a, this is a segue later okay all right mm. Segue. Uh, but yeah, no, like, I really like this. I think it really holds, like, for the most part, it holds up. Like, there's, in episode three, when Fran's on this date, while her date is, like, weirdly giving a mixtape to the restaurant to play instead of the music they are playing, like, she fills up his wine glass, even though he has been drinking very slowly uh, insults the entire time. His, insults his food, and they <laughs> yeah, hope that to get him drunk so that she can have sex with him. Yeah, it's super creepy, but we didn't examine that part of our culture a lot, I guess, in the early 2000s, so... Uh, but yeah, it's like there's some moments like that where it's like, oh, hey, that's a way different conversation these days. <laughs> yeah. You know, not to say that it was okay then, obviously, but like, yeah, it comes across super creepy in that way. Um, uh, but yeah, it's mostly like sticking it to like people who want to speak to the manager and yeah. people who come in pompously and ask for books that match their leather sofa. So clerks, gotcha. <laughs> I was again, thankfully, not here for that episode, and Ugh. I don't feel strongly enough about watching Kevin Smith stuff to fix uh, that. Clerk. Oh no, I think I've I've seen Clerks, and it was 
fine. Clerks I guess. was fine. Clerks, well, I mean, it had some elements. But... The people in it are distasteful, and it's yes. not like, oh, I, I'd have a beer with them. I don't think they're a good person. I'd be like, these are people I would kick out of my social circle. Yeah. It's, Clerks is like, I think I even said it that it was like, Clerks is like, there's something here. There's a lot of bad stuff, but like, you know, there's like with a lot of work, this could be good. And the then cl- we get to mall rats, and it's like, fuck. The, the oh, yeah, I haven't seen mall rats. The Clerks don't. cartoon <sighs> was better. I have yeah. heard that the show is really good. It's really good. We should we should do the clerks cartoon at some I'm point, in. but we'll do that later. All right. Uh, any last calls for Black Books? Well, Watch it. Other people's impressions. No, so, I thought it was fun. Sabrina. Sabrina. It was funny. All right. I'm all right. Uh, so this is what I'm gonna do. Uh, we haven't discussed next episode, but I found a segue for something that I want to do that I've been meaning to do, and oh, I was no. able to find enough segues with a. Uh, Euro trip. So I'm going to call for a next episode. Oh no. Uh this is going this uh movie involves soccer hooligans. <laughs> this movie also involves excess and does feature the UK at one particular point. I'm invoking Euro trip. I mean, you Ooh. just said that you yeah. were picking Euro trip, but okay. Yeah. I've never actually seen this. It looked bad even then. Uh, it's better than you would think it could be. The, I'm not sure how well well it will hold up. Uh, it's a movie that you could watch like a best of compilation on YouTube and you would get all everything important out of it that you need to. Great, cool. So we're doing the wall again. <sighs> but, but it's not terrible. It's just like, it's a dumb... Raunchy buddy, raunchy it's a, college comedy. It's, it's, yeah, it's, with, a, it's a raunchy like travel with a, with a couple of like transcendently very funny parts to it. Yes. Okay. So uh, it's pro- as I said. The, the Manchester I used, United so are we doing bar. Euro trash for our next uh, selections? Could be. We can just decide what everything goes with it. Okay. So we'll we'll figure it out. But I want to do Euro trip because that's been something. Also absinthe. Yes. Also absinthe. I'll put that down. Also absinthe. Uh, oh God! Is this where I admit to really liking Moulin Rouge in high school? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh no! You've already said no, no, no. You said that before in this podcast. Okay, good, good. No, I watched it last year, and I was like, "Oh, that super duper doesn't hold up in oh, any meaningful no. way." But they're like, making a, oh. a musical of it, and I'm super curious how they're going to handle some of that. Um, yeah. boy, yep. yeah, yeah. That was our movie for a while, sweetie, and then we yeah. decided that it wasn't our movie anymore. It's a oh, it's woo. It's rife with troublesome, problem, quote unquote, problematic yeah. elements. Which is sad uh, because one of our songs is from the movie. Yeah. yeah, no, I used to watch that. I mean, not all the time, but like relatively frequently, and always stop before the ending. The ending, mm-hmm. so that like there was a happy ending. I will, I will adjust media as I see fit. <laughs> this, is like, this is like stopping before the. end I am of pro old... fan works. This yeah. is like the stopping before the end of Old Yeller. Yes. Yeah. Exactly like that. Man, there's a. Movie. I finished Old Yeller in the middle of my fifth grade classroom. It's, it's hitting Ooh. the power button at AI when he's in the ocean. And I, done. Will, I will also scum save. Yes. <laughs> or save uh, scum. Also not a good movie. No, I'm sure that was. I didn't really like it then. I'm sure no. I would double not like it now. All right. We'll tell you what. We will do that next time. We are the Saturday Friends Club. You can find us on Twitter at Sat Friends Club. We are over on the internet at satfriendsclub.com. We have a Patreon. That Patreon is patreon.com slash satfriendsclub. And I'm going to call out some names like item crafting, like Phoenician, like Rodea, like Francis, like Dan, and like Chuck. You've got a lot of problems with you people. <laughs> These are the nice people. <laughs> Calling over. you out. Calling you out for being awesome. <laughs> yeah, for being nice and donating across over to the Saturday Friends Patreon. As said, we have do we do have a Discord that is open. You can hang out, talk about what kind of uh kind of shows and movies and things you want us to do's. Yep. We for will stuff does you them. like. 
Yeah. You know, talk to us like we're people. Yeah. We can even tell you what stuff we're going to do a little bit early. So that way you can watch it and listen to the early posted episodes that we give on Patreon. Whoa. So once the, the episode is edited, you get it right then and there. You hear, you hear the pre-show where we discuss the secrets of the universe. May I need to post the pre-show. I'm going to start posting the pre-shows as part of it. You know, we've got a backlog. I'm just going to add the pre-shows. There you go. You're welcome. Save you some editing. You yeah, mean? Just, yeah, oh, it, yeah. does. it does. We do have uh, at some point we are doing Dexter's Lab. Yes, scheduling is oh, worked out. Exciting, yeah. Just another, yeah, another, another good thing to watch. And we'll schedule some more Sonic episodes for you guys because I know or, you like them. Oh yeah, I have <laughs> to go uh, shampoo my cat. Suddenly, I have to be anywhere but here. <laughs> All right, next episode we're going to stand outside in the dark for a couple hours. <laughs> Next episode's going to involve uh, lots of trips, lots of flights around the world. It's going to be a story about love. It's going to be a story about friendship. It's a story about adventure. And, about... The, and hot new American show, Miami Vice. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> Number what one the... show. Stop. Hit the bicycle seat. Hammer time. <laughs> all right. That's all you need to know. We will catch you next time for more Saturday Friends Club. Uh, till then, sleep well, everyone. Bye. Good night. Bye.